Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Jody Mullen. Welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. This series of podcasts is dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and play therapist for over 25 years. And guess what? I'm also a mom. So I've learned many lessons from my child clients and actually my own children. Um, This has informed my parenting as well as the parent coaching and consulting that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognized in working with thousands of kids that there are children um, and parents that aren't connecting, but there are these simple principles for parenting that help relationships and help people feel better, both the parents and the children. I'll cover more than 20 principles for blissful parenting so you too can have freakishly well-behaved kids. The principles are simple, life-altering, and they change and enhance the relationships you have with children, how children behave, and how you feel about yourself around children. And maybe best for you, those of you who are parents, is they improve your overall parenting esteem. In this podcast, I'm talking about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. This one's really good. There will be special guests, and I'm excited for the one that we have today that will further our conversations about parenting children. And um, good news is that the book that was inspired by this um, podcast is now available on in most major uh, areas, ebook, uh, print book, and probably by next week, the audiobook. And that's just called Raising Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. And you can check that out and uh, along with some other things and that might be resources to you at my website, which is www.integrativecounselingoneword.us. And you can also find me on social media and check, check out what I'm up to. But let me tell you what we're up to for today. So today my guest is Lisa Cavallaro. And um, hi, Lisa. Hello, Jody. <laughs> I'm Thanks so for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. This is this is a real treat. So Lisa is um, at the Confidence Coach, Aim High and Lead, and one of uh, Lisa's specialties, and just honestly, one of Lisa's specialties, um, has to do with bullying. And this is absolutely the perfect time to speak about this one um, because um, it is. October, which is the National Bullying Prevention Month, and there's just no way that we can, as parents, get around this, Um, whether it's happening to our child, our child is a bystander, or our child is the bully, which sometimes happens, is that um, this is a topic that is just so relevant. I hear about it as a child therapist on a daily basis. So Lisa's going to help educate us and um, help do our best to support our children, no matter what their relationship to bullying is. And one of the things that you did, um, Lisa, is you created this, and I know you already know this, um, you created a program (laughs) called Bully Spin. Can you start off by just telling us what that's about and what your inspiration was around that? Sure, sure. Um, 
Bully spin is something that I thought about doing um, in the beginning of this year, immediately after. Well, like you, Jody, I work with a lot of kids and I work with their parents. And in particular, and the topic comes up really often. I mean, it comes up in relationship to, to kids and parenting. But honestly, the topic comes up with adults, too, because yeah. we have issues in the workplace and, and whatnot. And um, so this one particular young girl that I worked with, she was 11 years old, and um, I won't get into the details of what happened, sure. but this little girl was uh, popular, had a lot of friends, and so she herself was not bullied. Um, but so she had an anti-bullying program at her school, mm-hmm. and in that program, which was good, like, I'm in favor. I think that this is great that the topic is being addressed and that kids are being taught how, what yeah. is kindness, how to be kind and respectful and inclusive of other people. And that's mm-hmm. all really, really good. Um, another thing that, that was taught in this program was, well, this is why you should be kind to one another, because when, <laughs> when you're not, this is how some kids respond, when kids are bullied, these are some of the things that they do to themselves. So oh. this little girl, this little girl, like I said, she didn't have a problem. She was never bullied. She didn't know what that was like. But she did know three specific kids in her class that that were. And so what she did was she kind of put herself, that, you know, we do this in our minds, but she put herself in their shoes and started seeing them kind of doing them doing things to themselves and she started like well what if I did that to myself and she really got herself into a mental state that scared the daylights out of her and when she shared it and she did immediately which was really good she didn't just keep it to herself she went to her parents Um, but it scared the daylights out of them too and so um, when this came up the the mom immediately called me and um when I spoke with the young girl um, about what was going on um, with her, she didn't like immediately volunteer how this happened. She just told me what right. she was thinking of and wanted help with trying to get rid of these thoughts that she was having. Um, but the more we talked, we narrowed it down and we figured out where it all started. And I thought, you know what? I've always had this idea that it's really good to teach kids how, what's appropriate behavior, but let's face it. I mean, as adults, we've been on this planet a long time and we know that um, even adults don't always act that way. And so to, to, to expect them to, can we can, when we expect that of others, we we're kind of like putting ourselves at a disadvantage when we don't have the skills for dealing with those times when they're not. So I thought, geez, you know what? There's really a missing component to these, to these programs. And, and, and what it is is we need to teach kids how to be, how to feel confident, how to really feel it, not just act it, but just really feel confident in themselves. And so, Mm -hmm. and so that, that little girl, um, she wasn't, like I said, she's not the only person uh, that we had this topic come up, but she was really like, kind of like the, the, the last straw, it was like, okay, it's time. I need to, I need to do something <laughs> about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, you felt like you really felt compelled to felt like there's this, this other part that we have to really um, help people with, 
you know, especially children, in order for them to get to a place where that they don't they don't wind up getting caught up in all of the the negative aspects of 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 kind of like the culture of bullying. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. That's that's what we're trying to not have happen. So how does that? So how is this different than like other anti-bullying programs? Well, it's really it's not an anti-bullying program. Okay. <laughs> we're not, so we're the the focus. Like I spend in my program, um, and when I when I talk to kids and when I talk to parents, we spend very little time on trying to figure out what's going on with the bullies because the fact is we don't know. I don't know what's going on with someone else. And one thing for sure that I do know is that I can't change them. And mm-hmm. I, I think that a, a lot of times when, when bullying happens, the first thing, like it just, it makes us cringe inside when nobody likes to be yeah. bullied. And the thought of a kid being bullied, like a, an innocent kid, like being bullied, yeah. um, it, it kind of just like hit, hits me in a place where I just want to stop it. Okay. Don't do it. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Knock it off. But, Right. I mean, I've, I've done this. I mean, I've, my kids are grown now, but I've done it. I've picked up the phone and um, called the person, whether it's the principal, the teacher, the coach, or sure. the parent, we got to, yeah. you got to do something with this kid. You got to stop mm-hmm. it. But you know what? I, when I finally like now I'm able to take a step back and go, wait a minute, I am not really like, so this is what I call like a bandaid approach Yeah. because I might be able to quote unquote fix things for this particular situation but my the kid the child that I'm trying to sort of protect so to speak so they don't have to deal with the behavior anymore didn't really get anything out of it in the long term and and really underneath like the underlying message is that in order for like the message that the kid receives is like in order for me to have things the way I like them for my life to be good and, and enjoyable I need other people to act a certain way. And when they don't, I need somebody else in this instance, my mother to fix things for me. <laughs> right. And so I, we're really, we're really not helping them. And so mm-hmm. I like to turn the situations around. Uh, and so my focus with, with bully spin is put the spotlight on the target of this behavior and let's, let's see what some added confidence can do. And so okay. that's the program does it. It helps the kids build confidence. So um, let's say my child was, um, was being bullied, you know, um, whether they come to me about it or not. And I do think like that's the thing too, is that as a parent, you have to create um, a, an atmosphere so that your child feels safe coming to you about mm-hmm everything right um and so um we know i think both of us know in our work as um you know professional helpers is that sometimes kids don't go to their parents about this but so, you know and, and some do and some parents just kind of find out about it but one of the things i hear you saying is that you know to turn your to turn it um your focus on your child and not to work you know not to call the other or not to necessarily call the other parent, call the school, you know, um, get involved in all of that, but to really focus on how you can help your child in from from a foundational standpoint, from a place of um, from confidence from their core. Yes, 
Exactly. Okay. And, yeah. and and I do, I just to reiterate what you said, yeah, the, to keep that door, the communication, the open communication. I mean, that's like just an ongoing thing to be able to have the kids uh, feel like they can discuss things with us um, yeah. and not be, not be judged, um, but, right. but really heard. And that was one of the things that was really hard for me to do because actually it was like my youngest that said to me, Mom, mom, just stop, okay? I just want you to listen. I don't want you. I don't want your advice. I just want you to listen. And oh, I'm so happy. You, I'm just so happy you share that because, I mean, that's definitely something you know in terms of being a you know we're professional listeners, but we're also parents. And I this is so important. I probably say it every single time um, I podcast is that, um, and I make mistakes, and I'm not perfect, even with everything that I know, you know about. Um, listening and listening to children and that kind of thing is that when it's our own kids, we sometimes, you know, mess up. In fact, we do mess Mm -hmm. up. And so, but those are um, like I speak about in the intro, those are these lessons that we then learn from our kids. And I think, um, you know, if you're open to your child being your teacher, you can learn when to listen and when to talk. (laughs) And those are very different, you know, very, very different times. So it sounds like, you know, that you uh, heard your child in that (laughs) moment and that that also impacted the way that you thought about um, bullying and how to handle things. Yes, you're so right. Like I did hear her. It did impact me and how I, <laughs> and how I parent going forward. But still, I'm just going to say, like you, I don't pretend to be perfect. I, I try to get it right. But right. it's, you know, when our emotions are like escalated, like, mm-hmm. so for instance, when a kid comes and says, somebody is treating me unfairly. Okay. Right. My emotions skyrocket. Like I go into mama bear, like yeah, uh, I just become a mama say. bear. The hairs mm-hmm. on the back of my neck stand up straight. It's oh. like my fists want to come up, you know, and I want to like fix, like, how dare you? No, I got to do something about this. But, and so that's where it's hard for me. Yeah. But the, but what I found is that if I can sit and listen and not be alarmed, because here's the thing, and you know this, I know you know this, but when I, it, when I get all worried and anxious, I pass that on to my kids. Yeah. They can yeah. see it in me and they can feel it. And okay. to add that, to add that on top of what they're already feeling, it's, right. it's too much. So it's, yeah, it so, overwhelms them, right? It does. It does. Yeah. And so like okay. my work, I've got a lot of work just for me as the parent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, as you say that, okay, so that sounds good, right? If I can just kind of keep myself settled and not transmit my anxiety and, and mama bear, all that mama bear stuff that's coming out to my kid that, you know, like that would be ideal, right? So are there some tips you have for how we can do that? Because I think, you know, my own experience also is that if somebody wrongs my kid, I go like zero to 60, you know, (laughs) in in 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, we are very much alike like that, Jody. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, that's why, that's exactly why I wanted to, to create Bully Spin because I wanted to create a language and a perspective a different perspective for people to have. And so mm-hmm. the, the language that I want to give kids and I, and I 
tried to make this really simple. Like Mm -hmm. for myself, like I like to have things cut and dry, simple. Mm -hmm. Okay. Get to the chase. And so like I I made the the videos um, that are, that are brief, but the messages in there, like they're like one word titles for the most part of each lesson. And so I want to teach kids things like, like thoughts and feelings and actions, mm-hmm. like so how what somebody thinks plays into how they feel and what their actions are. I want to, like one of the lessons, I, I call it bullies, bystanders, and targets, where there's actually like an image of a bully situation taking place in school at a boy's locker where a bully has the kid braced up against the lockers and there's people watching with their camera phones and and everything and what's going on. And by that point, we've already talked about thoughts, feelings, and actions in prior, Mm -hmm. prior lessons. And so it gives kids the language to understand where it's coming from. And, and then moving on, like I want to teach them, the program teaches them uh, obviously what confidence is and that Mm -hmm. it's something that's earned it's not earned, that it's learned, it's actually right. learned, and that it's voice. And so, um, and then we get into things like taking charge, how to take charge in their lives. Um, mm-hmm. And then what, what identity is and how identity is something that, that can be changed and taking control over that. So we kind of, the, the program kind of is gradual. In the, in the beginning, it's more like teaches kids, like, breaks down like the terminology, the language, mm-hmm. some few, a few key concepts. And then as it moves on throughout the latter uh, lessons, it's more like, okay, now that you have this information, how can you use it to create right. the life that you want for yourself? So it's like, it's empowering. Yeah, it certainly sounds that way. And I think, um, so one thing I just want to tell people who are listening is that um, there in the episode information, if they click on where it says Bully Spin, that will take them to your website so that they can find it that way. Um, but I think if they just do a Google search, right, Lisa, that they should be able oh, yeah. to find um, the information oh, yeah. that way. It probably sounds yes, very thank interesting. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, um, but I, and the other piece that I was thinking uh, about as you were sharing that is that this is really is really a different take on um, on bullying in that so much of what we do is about the reaction to it. Um, and so much mm-hmm. about what we teach children is about the reaction to it rather than um, like the, the, not, uh, it doesn't even, it has like a prevention component to it, but it's even more than that. It's like, how do we create people who aren't, <laughs> who aren't going to be bullies or be bullied? You know, like how, how do we help um, kids really situate themselves in a, in a place of confidence? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's, that's really um, different. And, and I'm just imagining um, the impact that that has, not just in bullying, um, but in, in many, many different ways for kids when they feel confident, how that just changes the way they navigate the world. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, truthfully, um, I, I was bullied as an adult. I mean, you know, we all get bullied certain, mm-hmm. at certain times right. in our lives. But I think this one particular instance um, it's something that really like pushed me over the edge. And so mm-hmm. like when I look back on it and all the things that I did were kind of like, I hate to use the word wrong, but they didn't, I just saw myself as not having any power in the situation. And it's just mm-hmm. a really, and feeling hopeless about it and, um, and in need of somebody else to do something. And right. so like 
that not to learn that to, it, it was a by the time I figured that out, I was like <laughs> decades into my life. And so like when I think of like kids like that I that I work with now to actually have this information, it's like they can do whatever they want in their lives in a really positive way going forward. Today I happen to see this video online and it's nobody that I knew. It's not he's not local. Um, right. But there was some bullying going on in a school um, and there was up some programs. And so they interviewed a couple of the kids and this one little boy, he was in middle school. I want to say he was about 10, 11 years old. He said, yeah, um, yeah before I came to this program tonight, like just a couple hours before, like somebody bullied me in school. And he said, yeah, so you have to go give him money. We were in the lunchroom and he said, you have to go give him money. Like now do it now or else and he goes, and I looked at the kid and I go, yeah, okay. Right. And he wasn't, <laughs> he didn't flinch. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, yes, he gets yes. it. Like he, he gets, gets it. it. Like he didn't yeah. internalize it. That's so awesome. I'm thinking as you're sharing that, I'm thinking, you know, like I, I think like most of us as parents, I worry about my kids. My, I have a freshman in college and a freshman in high school now. So the, my, the worries change, you know, as, uh, mm-hmm. as they age. And, um, but that was definitely something that I was, um, I was worried about. And I remember my son, um, telling and my son is um uh he's not like small for his age but a lot of like the kids are bigger than him you know he's kind of uh, uh <laughs> I don't want to say scrawny that's definitely not the right that's <laughs> definitely not the word he's a lanky kid long and lanky <laughs> and um so he was telling me about this kid who's much bigger than him um at 14 I mean the ki- this kid who's also 14 like looks like he could be my son's father you know like he has facial hair and everything and um, and that this kid was trying to get Andrew to uh, do something um and and how Andrew stood his ground and was like no I'm not going to do it in fact you're going to do it and he like really turned it around and I was so it, it, it was this moment where um one I was really proud of how my son handled himself and I felt I felt confident in his confidence but the other mm-hmm. thing was is um some of my, I could feel some of my, that worry, that mama bear stuff that immediately came up when he started the story, um, really subside because I was like, ah, mm-hmm. you know what? He, I'm not, um, yes, I'll, of course I worry about him for a million other things, but I, I think he, I think he's got this. And I think that that is, you know, um, even in his example, um, you know, without being familiar at the time with your program, I can totally see how that, uh, your experiences, personal and professional, got you to this confidence piece because that's what it was about. That's why it wasn't a thing, so to speak. Yeah, go, you know, Andrew. Go, yeah. Right? <laughs> so, but, but there are so many. And, you know, um, again, both in our professional and personal lives, both of us um, come up, you know, in conversations with our friends and um, the people that we consult with and whatnot, that parents are really worried about this. So mm-hmm. what would be some of your advice about, I mean, should we be worried about our kids being bullied? And then, and then what? <laughs> well, I hate to go against what we're being led to believe by all these statistics and all this attention <laughs> that's being placed on bullying. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm, I, I don't worry about it. I, okay. I, I think that, uh, a lot, a lot of what we hear is it's based on other people's experiences and bully spin is about getting, 
helping kids realize we all have a choice and we can create the experience that we want to have. And I'm not saying, and the thing is that when we do this, it's not like there's lots of examples of that out there, Well, but there are some look at Andrew, look at what Andrew just did. Okay. Because not every child is going to respond. This kid was, was bigger, more manly. I I mean, and a lot of this, a lot of it has to do with, with size and power, but Andrew like is comfortable in in who he is. And and that is just, that's huge. That's just a huge piece of it. And so when you take and realizing um, your own personal power. And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, so how um, as parents can we help our kids realize their own personal power so that it doesn't even, I don't even know that my son would have characterized it as bullying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's well, okay too. I think one of the things you can do, like just to stay with that example of when, mm-hmm. of like what Andrew did when he, when a kid comes to you and talks about their experience with somebody tried to um, talk down to them or try to get them mm-hmm. to do something they didn't want to do. And then your child stood up to really, yeah. to point out, to point out to them, wow, like it amazes me the amount of good judgment that you use. And not only do you, not only do you have good judgment, but you use it and you use it during the time that you need it. Um, Like for me, sometimes like I'll respond one way in a situation and then like an hour later I'll go, Oh wow. I wish I thought of this. I really should have said this. Yeah. But like in the heat of the moment, like to be able to, to say it to our kids, like to point out things about them, like strengths that they have, mm-hmm. and especially when they're using them. So like yeah. Andrew used his strength mm-hmm. and probably didn't even realize it. But yeah. when we shine a light on that, it makes yeah. it bigger. It makes yeah. it bigger. And it's like, he's like, wow, I, I do. I do. I have this. And, right. and then, then he moves forward, like feeling stronger. And so that's how no, we do it. And even in times, even if he didn't, even if he didn't respond the way that he did, which is from a very powerful place inside him to find something positive to say about it, yeah. about like, yeah. well, what do you, what do you really think? Like, I know maybe it was difficult in that time, but now that you're, you're not in front of him, that boy anymore, when you think about it, what we yeah. do, what do you know that you could, what that you could say next time? Yeah. It's almost that, like being a, a detective for the confidence, like finding mm-hmm. your confidence in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so, this really um, pairs with one of the um, parenting principles that I talk about in raising freakishly well-behaved kids, because I talk about catch your kid behaving. And so mm-hmm. if that doesn't just, um, it, it, it doesn't mean just what they're doing, but what they're thinking about and how they're feeling. And when you see something that is a strength or an asset, like you're saying, is that we have to make sure we highlight, illuminate those um, aspects um, of our children, because that in and of itself builds confidence. And so mm-hmm. if we want to be, um, if we want to sort of, in some ways, bully proof our kids, it would, it would seem to me that that would be one of the skills that we as parents really want to make sure that we're good at is that recognizing their, uh, their strengths, teasing them out and acknowledging them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. when you think about what the bully's role is, the bully is to try is trying to make a kid weaker. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make them weaker. Our role mm-hmm. is 
parents and whether we're parents or teachers or, or coaches, like whoever we are, the adult in the kid's life, our, our role is to, to just help them see their strengths. Yeah. Because, and sometimes that's hard when, because a bully is not going to, to point out the, the no. <laughs> trying no, to diminish no. the strengths. Right, right. So um, we only have uh, about two and a half minutes left of our talk together today. Obviously, we could go on for quite a while, which we already mm-hmm. knew went in our prior conversation. <laughs> um, we did. So what is that, that you really want to leave the listeners, parents, and other people who care and are connected to children? What is it that you want to leave them with um, as we close up, you know, begin to close up the show? Well, what I would like parents to know and administrators is that um, kids have what they need. Like, I, I think by nature, all, all kids are good and they all have strengths. Mm-hmm. And, I, and no doubt with the amount of propaganda being thrown at them um, yeah. online, on their phones, um, and just in their world, they're receiving lots of messages. Mm-hmm. And we like to we like to think uh, that as parents we have the most influence on our kids, and the, the fact right. is that we have lots of competition out there. Yeah, so I one. like your idea how how you always talk about the keeping the doors the of communication open. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that whatever we can do as parents to keep to keep that door open to make the kids feel comfortable talking to us, and mm-hmm. um, that they can count on our on our honesty and um, and our ability to give them information that's helpful. Like we don't want to just puff them up and just be sugar coders or anything like that. Believe me, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, But when you have a a relationship with your kids where they know that you're going to be honest, like you're going to be truthful with them. Right. Um, And, and where they can really uh, believe in what we say and trust us and they'll bring more to us. And just try to have conversations about the difficult, what's difficult. Um, yeah. Another thing, I mean, there's plenty of examples in the news with right. bullying. You you can use any anything that you spot and talk about it. Um, As a talk about moment. thoughts, feelings, and actions. Yes, of the people involved of the oh, bullies. That's such a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Of the of the targets. What do you think's going right. through his mind? Why do you think he acts like that? What do you, what thoughts and feelings what must he be feeling in order to to act like that? Oh, you, thank you so much, Lisa. You just gave us a, a ton of information in like ten seconds. <laughs> so um, I definitely will make sure that I have you back to talk more about this and other subjects about parenting and children and how we can um, connect to them. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, that, that would be fun. Thank you, Jody. This has been a riot. I've enjoyed All right. it. <laughs> All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. You too. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.